Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. Ava Safini with a wellkeptwoman.com, the blog. Today I want to uh, explore the word rejection. And if I needed to put a title to what it is that I want to speak about today, I would entitle it The Sting of Rejection. The Sting of Rejection. I looked up the uh, word rejection in the Hebrew. I like to always try to go back to the uh, Hebrew um, when I look at definitions of words. And in the Hebrew, you find that rejection means to cast from one, to throw away, to discard, to refuse to receive or to acknowledge, to decline haughtily or harshly, to repudiate, to refuse to grant as to reject a prayer or a request. It's interesting, after um, I got the uh, notion that I should explore the word rejection, it's interesting, I was listening to a sermon um, the other night, and the sermon was actually entitled Rejoicing in Rejection. (laughs) So here I got like a the day or maybe two days before I saw the sermon, the sting of rejection. And then I uh, happened to or happened upon, because I don't believe that there are any um, coincidences. I believe that all things are God incidences. Um, I came upon a sermon entitled Rejoicing in Rejection. Anyway, in this uh, sermon, the preacher was preaching about or mentioned in his sermon, rejection-sensitive dysphoria. I was like, wow, I had never heard of it. Rejection-sensitive dysphoria. And so I looked it up, and the first thing you find is the Greek meaning of the word dysphoria. And dysphoria means hard to bear. And so in further looking at the uh, uh, definition of rejection-sensitive dysphoria, it's an intense emotional response caused by the perception that you have disappointed others in your life and that because of that disappointment, they have withdrawn their love, approval, or respect. The same painful reaction can occur when you fail or or fall short of your rather high expectations and or goals. RSD, rejection-sensitive dysphoria, causes extreme emotional pain even when no actual rejection has taken place. And so I I thought about uh, a time in my life where it's, it's almost as if God put me in a situation to receive rejection after rejection, after rejection, after rejection. And what was that job? It was a sales job. I left the comfort of a secure paycheck to go to a sales job where I had to go door to door, knock on doors, attempt to get in the doors in order to complete the sale. And of course, if you know anything about sales, you're going to get a whole lot of rejection before you get the sale. So I praise God that I um, experienced um, going door to door and getting that uh, rejection 
it should have built up an armor, right? Um, yeah, it should have built up an armor. It should have uh, uh, made it possible for me to go through the rest of my life being able to receive rejection and then understanding it and, and moving on until I get the uh, 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 yeses that, uh, that we want in life. Well, I have to say that um, it didn't quite accomplish uh, that uh, mission. I would say that I'm just uh, really, uh, praise God, getting to the point of understanding that rejection stings and um, uh, that there is a balm, there is um, uh, an antidote for those moments, for those moments uh, when we feel or believe that we have been rejected. Um, so this is just coming to my consciousness. Of course, you know, from the time of that uh, sales job till now, I've experienced um, loads of other types of rejection, but it's just coming to my consciousness now that yes, rejection stings and yes rejection is a feeling and yes there is an antidote for rejection i would posit that many people are walking around unconscious of the fact that they have in the moment been stung by rejection or they may have or, or they may be in a place where they just um feel completely rejected as, um, as, as, as human beings, which, which that's so sad, that's heartbreaking. Um, you know, I was thinking about um, rejection and the first time I actually even heard about rejection was uh, when you look at the story of the ugly duckling. But how many of us looked at that story and said, oh wow, the ugly duckling was rejected, and oh wow, look at the end of the story. I, I don't think I don't think many of us put two and two together and use that story to really help us as we go through life and experience um, rejection. Maybe some did. Uh, maybe uh, uh, again, as I'm saying, some haven't, some didn't, because I know I didn't. <laughs> okay, but um, if you don't know the story of the ugly duckling, the um, ugly duckling um, was born with um, other siblings. It was the uh, largest of the, uh, of the brood and um, the other farm animals consistently made fun of it, uh, taunted it, threw rocks at it. And actually, let me tell you, it was, it was in reading that story um, where I was like, ah, rejection stings. Yeah, so it was in, actually it was reading that story that, um, that, um, help me understand the sting of rejection because I, I just, um, uh, in reading the story, the um, other farm animals were actually throwing rocks as they were rejecting uh, this uh, larger than the uh, rest of the animals um, or the rest of the ducks um, um, in the story. But anyway, um, I'm just going to tell you the end of the story is that the... Um, ugly duckling was actually a swan. So it wasn't like the, the rest of the ducks. It was actually a beautiful, beautiful swan. And so um, what I'd like to accomplish through this 
uh, podcast today is for everyone to have an antidote for everyone to recognize when they have um, felt the sting of rejection and then have an antidote for those feelings. And so we know that Jesus the Christ, we know that Yeshua was rejected. He came to his own and they didn't receive him. You know, I mean, we can look all over the Bible and see where Jesus, the Christ, Yeshua was rejected. And so I'm just grateful that we have the bomb, we have the salve, we have the antidote. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the word of God. In those moments where you feel the sting or where you felt the sting of rejection, You have to have the word of God in your heart in order to put the word on your situation. Bring the word into your moment in order to get you through that moment and in order to build you up so that you are equipped to deal with it. Because we are going to be rejected, particularly if we encounter those that that don't want to receive the love of God or those that don't want to receive what God has for us to give to them, we're going to be rejected. But we have the word that we can put on those situations. For example, 1 Peter 2 and 4 reads, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. So when we feel the sting of rejection, we can remember that we are precious to the Father. Amen. That we've been chosen and are precious to him. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so Christ's power may rest on me. Rejection can make us in the moment feel weak. And if we can acknowledge that that is what we feel, we're feeling weak by the sting of rejection, we can immediately say to ourselves, but his grace, his power, his strength, is made perfect in this moment right now of weakness. Amen. Psalms 2710. Though my father and my mother forsake me, though my father and my mother reject me, the Lord will receive me. Amen. The Lord will receive me. You may reject me. However, my father says he will never leave me or forsake me. We can rest in that. Romans 8.31, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen? Amen. So you want to reject? You want to reject that which I'm trying to offer you, that which I'm giving you? (laughs) If God be for me, who can really be against me? And you know what? It's not about me anyway. It's not about you anyway. If you are 
about your father's business, if you are about kingdom business. And, and you know what? We have to be about our father's business in any and all of our relationships. That includes our husband and wife relationships, our mother and father relationships, our children relationships, our co-worker relationships. In all relationships, we ought to be looking at those relationships from the king's perspective and being his representative in those relationships. Those of us that have been called and recognized, we are his uh, representation in the earth, okay? Psalm 139, 13 and 14 reads, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. (laughs) So when I read that scripture, it put me in mind of the ugly duckling that was really a swan. Amen. The ugly duckling that was really a swan. So if if I can leave you with anything, I want to leave you with those scriptures to put those scriptures on your situations and know that even if everybody else sees you as an ugly duckling, in the eyes of God, you are, I am, swans. Amen. Again, this is Dr. Ava Safini with a wellkeptwoman.com, the blog. You can connect with us on Facebook by going to I am, that's the letter I, the letter M, every woman and every woman is me. We also have a Facebook group and that group is Well Kept Women Unite. So until we meet again, God bless.